the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Give Russell. Up your heart. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in for such a treat. Oh my gosh, I love, 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 love our guest today. She's my sister. She's my friend. Um, and she is the leader of City of Refuge, or the co-leader, if you will, of City of Ref- Refuge, uh, Rochelle Dittmore, for the past 25 years dedicated to urban communities and the most vulnerable in those communities. She's the co-founder of City of Refuge and a rebuilder. And she and her husband, Lauren, Lauren Dittmore live there in uh, uh, taking care of City of Refuge in the Sacramento Oak Park area. Welcome to the show, Rochelle. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having me. Yes. Uh, well, I was just um, so grateful uh, when I heard that uh, you were able to come on and just share some of the things because you've got some amazing things going on uh, with uh, with City of Refuge and such a beautiful organization with a, a sister heart to Love Never Fails. And so I... Yeah. Yeah, I just um, I'm uh, so excited to have you on. So so before we get started talking about all these great things the City of Refuge is doing and what your mission is and your charter, um, I wanted to take a little bit of time just to kind of talk about Rochelle. Right. So so Rochelle, you know, people are listening that maybe have never met you um, and would like to know, how does one get started in uh, mm-hmm. this this rebuilding that you mentioned in your bio? Yeah. Yeah, I really believe that the heart of rebuilding is um, being a learner, being a listener, and being willing to plant yourself. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I actually had just an incredible heart for missions work. Um, I actually thought that I would end up in India. I had read, read a bunch of books about a missionary that was in India. I had planned on being a nurse, and I thought I would possibly go there, too. And instead, I ended up uh, in the inner city of L.A., and mm-hmm. I, I did an internship there for two years, and shortly after, in 1998, moved up to Sacramento, and um, in 2000, planted myself in a neighborhood uh, here in our city. 
And mm. um, I, you know, I, I think there's there's nothing more powerful mm-hmm. than being a neighbor and being a friend. And it's it's really it's really simple. Um, I think that as we as we um, really plant ourselves and we begin to listen and we begin to learn and we just I think we take on the art that that lost art of um, creating friendships and places to listen and 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 places where we can engage and we can share and exchange and and realizing that in our serving it's not a two way it's not a one way street it's absolutely a two way street of mm-hmm. uh, this beautiful exchange that happens when we place ourselves in 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 a space where we can grow in relationships with people that are different than us mhm yeah, so I I think I've seen that modeled so clearly with you and your husband, and mm-hmm. I love the way you guys love people, and um, you meet them where they are, and uh, you you remain who you are, and um, it's just a it's a really like natural thing for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Have you always been that way? You know, I think I have been ever since I was a little girl. Um, I think a part of, you know, of my God-wired story, um, you know, my my father, my grandfather was a, a prison chaplain in Chino State Prison, and um, I didn't know my father growing up. I My mother had, had actually met my father in prison, and, you know, I, um, growing up with without him in my life, knowing that as a part of my history... I really think that there's this beautiful thing that happens when we have been picked up and loved by God. Um, he He cares for us and restores us with purpose. And it was it was definitely something that God has always He's always crafted before. I even as a child, you know, I was the one that would see um, kids at school that were often not seen and befriended them. And you know, it's it's no great credit to me at all. It's just the heart of God, I believe that he placed inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, there is a saying that hurt people hurt people, but I also believe Mm -hmm. that, um, people, and I can testify to this myself is people who, um, are in need of great compassion and empathy are also oftentimes givers of great Mm -hmm. compassion and empathy. Mm Um, mm-hmm. and especially when the, the, you know, the, the, there's healing in those spaces. But even before that, yeah. I think, um, I, like you, you know, very, very early age was a, just a love, a, a lover of people, um, yeah. and, because I was so in need of love. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I could identify with that emotion in others and wanted to meet it, um, and uh, that that need in others and wanted to meet that need for them, even if it yeah. even if it wasn't being met for me, um, mm-hmm. at, you know, at times. And so um, some some people might characterize that as being codependent or, you know, um, but I, I think it's a God given thing that can be distorted. Yeah. Right. It's a mm-hmm. it can be Absolutely. distorted. Um, but it's if it's if it's kept in its raw form, the way that God put it in our hearts, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 
So, so Rochelle, so th- that was your, you know, your, your beginning and, um, and, and you've done quite a bit of mission work and, um, you know, worked in, in with various churches and then you came into this thing, city of refuge. And, and I know mm-hmm. that you're personal friends with, with Leah, you know, Albright bird. Mm-hmm. And there's part of, uh, your story kind of weaves into her, but even before that, right. Yeah. How did city of refuge start? <laughs> Well, I guess I forgot to mention something. Um, my theme song is I Am Tippy Longstocking. My, actually, my husband jokes with me that I'm the little sister of everyone in the city. I love children. Um, and if you know Tippy, you know, she, there's just a joy about her. And joy is something that God has always put in my heart. And children, I love children. I, I ran after school programs in our community for years. And the kids would literally follow me around like the Pied Piper. I mean, I would I would be the one to bring, like, cupcakes to the community pool. And just, you know, I love children. I think there's something so powerful in community. When you love a community's children, a community will love you. Um, and, you know, at the time, I actually was on staff with an organization called Youth for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I served as their urban um, ministry director for 15 years, actually. And about nine years ago... Uh, we started getting either knocks on the door or phone calls um, from, you know, people from the school district, local law enforcement, that there was an 18-year-old that was in trouble um, and had been associated with a human trafficking case. Mm. Um, sometimes the girls would call Miss Michelle, my phone number had a change. I'm in a bad situation. I ended up with a pimp. I get a text message. And, you know, when you get 17, 18 calls in a year, and you begin to say, you know, bring them over. It, they can sleep on our couch tonight, and we'll figure it out. Um, we just knew that God was speaking to us, and it wasn't just coincidental that these calls suddenly started coming in. And and um, the word refuge um, just continued to come to my husband and I different different ways. We began to study about these biblical cities of refuge of old, and they were these places where... If people were running for their life, if death was knocking at their door, that they would find safety and covering, shelter, protection um, under in, in these old cities of refuge of old. And we just really believe that. I mean, I believe I, I heard a word from the Lord, and he said, I am going to bring people from near and from far, and I'm going to heal this land. And Oak Park will not be a place where the broken run from, but they will run to because of my kingdom planted here. Mm. And kingdom is really important in this picture because, you know, I, I think that we are, my husband and I are part of the story because we have radical faith to believe God. Um, but I think, honestly, the story of the simplicity of our lives and the many people, when we look at kingdom, of what it looks like to bring the heart of God to a community. It's never about two people. It's never about one person or an organization. It's really about the heart of God manifesting himself in a city, a city that happens to be the capital of California, and manifesting his heart in a way that I believe that people today need to know more than ever before, that he is the refuge, that when we don't know what to do, when we look at racial strife, when we look at um, political, just um, just difficult situations. When we look at 
just the broken barriers between law enforcement and communities, so many things that people are just crying out for today, that these are the times that we look up to the hills where our help comes from and we point to Jesus. We point to the one who's able to to heal it all. It was this reconciliation to himself and to one another. That was the cross. And that's what we knew that we were called to and that God was going to do um, and manifest in in our neighborhood. And so here we are. City of Refuge is doing that today. We're going to come right back and we're going to hear some more from Rochelle Dittmore, uh, co-founder of City of Refuge. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with co-founder Rochelle Dittmore of City of Refuge, a program that is in Sacramento that is just uh, doing amazing work for the community, rebuilding, loving, uh, being present and available to whoever is in need there, uh, the vulnerable, the underserved, uh, the under-resourced. And uh, you are stationed right there in Oak Park neighborhood there in in the Sacto area, Rochelle. And I'd love for you to just share with the listening audience what you are doing uh, there and, you know, some of the programming that you're offering. Yes. So we have a community family resource center that's located on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Um, can I just give a little shout out to Dr. King right now and tell yeah. you how excited I am? You know, not that we just celebrated, you know, his, his the day that we honor him yeah. this last week, but you know, <laughs> I just count it such a privilege and honor and very prophetic that we are located right on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Yep. Um, it's such a reminder of righteous legacy that lives that. We are not, um, you know, I think sometimes there's this there's this assumption that it's like, hey, we're the next ones on the scene and we're here to save the day. And, you know, I think quite the opposite. I truly believe that each one of us, you know, when, when God births a movement, when he's about to do something, he's been laying foundations and doing things since time began. And the fact that we get to continue to build upon legacy, not just Dr. King, but you know, even others. I, I spent this morning having breakfast with the first um, African-American female uh, 
Sac police officer. Um, she was actually the first female on the on on the uh, on the police force, but also happened to be African American, and she's a woman of God, and she has incredible history and legacy in our community. And so there's just this understanding that we are just getting to build upon foundations that others have laid in prayer, investment, in sacrifice, in history. So. Um, so we have that community center right there on Martin Luther King Boulevard. We have two uh, homes, a, a six-month program which offers emergency phase one housing for uh, women who have been trafficked, exploited, uh, and then we have a transitional home that integrates um, young women who have graduated from our program into living like in a roommate situation. So we have. Uh, college students that live in there uh, that serve within City of Refuge, and then also res- residents that you know desire to live in a community space where um, I think there's no greater discipleship and there's no greater um, just opportunity to grow than in the form of community. And so that's what that house is. We also uh, serve our local schools, um, you know, and some of these things may feel like this disconnect. Like, okay, wait a minute. You have housing programs, you have a community center, you have programs in schools. How does it all make sense? (laughs) Well, it makes sense because it's in the fabric of our neighborhood. And it's really about what does it look like? The question that we really asked ourselves was that what does it look like um, to rebuild community? And what would it look like if Jesus lived in this neighborhood? And, you know, the the serving in our schools is so important because it's uh, not only the children's, but I also... uh, feel so called to gatekeepers, those that are called to serve, and fanning their flame, encouraging them, reminding them of who they are. You know, we sat with one of our principals last week, and at the very end of our time together, uh, my husband had just shared some encouraging words with him and, and told him, he said, look, he said, we would just love to be a friend. And this principal looked at us, and he said, you know, thank you for saying that. He said, I, I really don't have any friends. And on the nights that I don't have my kids, because of just how much it takes to to give to this work, um, because I really don't have a lot of people in my life. And we hear that from a lot of leaders. And so uh, we just have a passion to fan the flame of leaders and to stand with leaders. Um, so with that, we, a year ago in November, purchased the field next to our, fam- our family community center. And uh, we have designed for a three-story facility that will house approximately 25 to 28 families um, because most of our women, and you know this, Vanessa, they come with children, yep. um, either pregnant or with children. Yep. And uh, so it will house 20 to, uh, 25 to 28 families as well as a restaurant, Hot Bird, which is actually already launched. They are taking off in Sacramento doing uh, pop-up events. And so... Um, some of the up-and-coming, like, food areas, they've been booking every single weekend, and women in our housing program are working. They're learning uh, skills. They're learning work skills. And then we will also have a nursery there on site that will be named after um, the mother of our chief of police, who happens to be the first African-American uh, chief that we have had in Sacramento um, in 40 years. Wow. And I got to meet him. And so it's going to be named after his mom. Oh, that is so amazing. So that story makes sense. He was actually adopted um, by a Caucasian woman Mm -hmm. and her husband who moved intentionally to Oak Park when he became their son because 
they wanted him to grow up in a neighborhood where he had other people that looked like him and he wasn't just, um, you know, an isolated minority. And that was in a time where you saw um, much segregation in communities. And uh, Mary Jean Hahn was a true saint who loved children, nurtured them, cared for many children in the community. She was a mother to them. And when she decided to move from her home, she actually gave her home away to a family that took in foster children because she wanted them to be able to take more children. So she just gave her home away. Wow. And so, you know, a woman who lived such a life of sacrifice, we just really want the story of this building to be filled with rich legacy, the story of others um, on the field uh, of this land, on this land. There was also um, a young victim. Uh, she was a young, young girl who had been prostituted. You know, back in the day, they just labeled her as a prostitute. And there was a serial killer. His name was Solomon Morris, and he um, he killed what they know of nine girls at the time who were identified as that same, as the newspaper articles say, that kind of girl. They were girls of color that um, no one was looking for. And uh, his last victim was actually found in a house on a field and where they ended up discovering the other bodies in several other houses. And to this day, Solomon Morris was on death row in San Quentin. Um, but, you know, where there was once death, um, we believe that it's the very ground that God wants to bring life and Amen. tell a new story and bring remembrance to these girls who lost their lives in the 80s. Yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because um, I see it's like this transformation uh, in, as you know, we're all we're in Hayward and um, the building where we have our community store was, uh, you know, was a bar and many of our girls Mm -hmm. were sold. Um, right there in front of that location. And now our, you know, our, our store, uh, the hope center is a place of hope, a place where love never fails is imparting workforce development, you know, job training skills, doing career closets and, uh, you know, and doing it, it classes. And, and it's like, you know, is it, that is our God that we serve that, that takes, uh, these places where, you know, these serial kill- murders are happening and, um, you know, different things that you think are insurmountable or that, you you know, why would I why would I want to bring my son? Right. Chief of police, uh, future chief of police to a neighborhood that is, you know, run down that where you know, where people are going to be um, scary are going to, you know, uh, uh, challenge him. And, huh, he became the chief of police. I mean, come on. This is, this is, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about here. This is God's stuff. This is kingdom stuff. So this is, this is uh, incredible. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more. I, I, I actually, I knew you were going to do something there with the restaurant, but I didn't know about the, the housing. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that build out and what you need from the community to make that happen. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. 
Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Once again, we're in studio today with my sister, co-founder of City of Refuge in Sacramento, Rochelle Dittmore. Uh, Thank you for being on the show, Rochelle. Uh, Thank you for having me, Vanessa. Yeah. So we've been talking all about, you know, what is City of Refuge? What kind of services do you offer? Who are the people that you're creating community with? It's been uh, just, uh, it's been amazing to watch. Um, I had the good fortune of attending one of your worship nights. um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know. If any of you who are listening have had the opportunity to to go and join in there, but they are so anointed and what breakthrough, what tremendous mm-hmm. um, breakthrough um, the environment is a breakthrough environment. And just um, yes. I'd love for you to share. Do, do, do you have an event coming up this this month? We do. We have. So we do worship night, worship and prayer. That's third Tuesday of each month. So we've had it for January. So it'll be the third Tuesday in February. I don't have my calendar uh, to show what that is, but um, we do. And really the purpose of those nights are to open up our doors. Um, We have everyone from women in our housing program to homeless who will come off the streets to volunteers uh, to people who are just really praying and believing for breakthrough, like you, like you said, and revival in our city. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I love what you said in the last segment is like, well, you're you're like doing stuff with elementary school students and then with high school students and then you're doing the community mm-hmm. center and then you're doing the houses and you're doing the restaurants mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're doing the worship nights and mm-hmm. and 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 and. I have, I experience, as you know, we do a lot, right? And so there's, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. these times when people go, what are you doing? And, you know, like stay in your lane. I've literally been given, uh, you know, the, 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 that, you know, that phrase, stay in your lane, uh, from, especially from people who are not in the Lord. Right. And, and if, if we know anything about God's business is that he develops things with, one person in mind. And I don't know how many people are just kind of one lane type of folks. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people have many needs. They need Mm -hmm. housing. Mm -hmm. They need jobs. Mm -hmm. They need their kids to receive, uh, you know, some love at school, education, awareness. They need, you know, they need to have a touch from the Lord. They need breakthrough. They need, you know, they need just to be able to sit and have community mm-hmm. with, with people. Mm-hmm. So because we're dealing with a, a, a complex, multifaceted individual that God created, uh, when you say, send me, Lord, um, 
you yeah. know, he sends you and and asks you to be all things to all men. And um, and sometimes that looks a bit chaotic for people on the outside. But uh, I can testify again that, um, it, you know, God has put his hand on these different things that he's given you guys yeah. to do. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So you are moving into a greater housing um, implementation, if you will. So 25 units. Um, and that's going to be sort of a high rise uh, apartment complex. Is that what's going to happen? So it'll be a three-story facility that has housing on top and commercial space on the bottom. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. And then will you um, will you run it like a shelter or will it be more of a tenant? No, we're actually looking at permanent supportive housing okay. uh, for the units. They are, they are smaller, environmentally sound. One of the huge needs that we, we see with, and you notice, Vanessa, with women that graduate from our housing program is that need for that next step. And we know that, yeah. you know, permanency, like home ownership would be ideal down yes. the road mm-hmm. for our women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is the question of what does rebuilding a community look like? You know, I'm sure you would be familiar with like Oakland and just the gentrification that's happened there. And, yes. like, you know, we see city planning and um, restoring some of our old, more historic neighborhoods that were pretty much historic neighborhoods of color. Um, we're seeing them change drastically all over our nation. And mm-hmm. so I really believe that this project that God has called us to is going to stand as such a testimony um, to what rebuilding really looks like. We have to intentionally include those who have often been discarded and um, you know may not have the resources to live safely in some of the neighborhoods that you and I would like to live in. But they are moving forward in their life, and we get to partner with them in this way of um, giving them permanency for those who will need it. Because, as you know, like many who have had like an entire lifetime of childhood trauma, um, you know, it takes a lifetime to recover. Yeah. And they're in that process. And so there will be those that sometimes you see those that will need your forever. And I, I still believe that they need a place to belong. And then there are those who will go off to college and they will do other things, you mm-hmm. know, but where it, it actually says, stay a while, right. um, belong here, root here, be a part of the change that's happening. And I think that's really important to talk about as we look at the different programs and things that we have going on. We are in the landscape of one neighborhood. And so although it seems like a lot, we're very intentional about really looking at the land like, God wants the land and everything on it, and we, our heart is to go deep here um, and to really make some real impact. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, when I walk, it's so weird. It's just, it's it's, just, it's definitely like a prophetic uh, experience when I walk there in Oak Park. Mm-hmm. Um and get out of my car to come into your your place, or I eat at the yeah. fi- the you know fish um, place next door, yeah. or whatever. I it's like home. It's like yeah. And it's this the 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 neighborhood is golden. It's so mm. special to God. Yeah. I feel His heart there, saying mm-hmm. these are my people. 
Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, and it, it does remind me, I guess, cause I grew up in San Francisco. There's like, it reminds me of certain neighborhoods, um, yeah. you know, in, in, in San Francisco, you know, like the Fillmore district where I grew up in, in my teenage years or, um, you know, it does remind me of Oakland. Like it has that feel where you might see someone mm-hmm. who's walking, you know, with a shopping cart, you know, who's right. homeless and, and then you'll see a mom walking with her kids back home from school mm-hmm. and you'll see, you know, someone mm-hmm. else getting on on the bus and and so it's very sort of typical urban city but it also has kind of a little bit of a little town feeling to it yeah and, and um i just love it and i love that you guys have intentionally you know you you uh, you know allowed me to come and and actually put tiaras on the um elementary school yes. students heads for their graduation when you mm-hmm. did uh, shine um, and that was so special to see every little face all lit up and happy about yeah. knowing that they're precious and that they're valuable and, you know, and that they have a, a powerful calling each and every one on their life. And so the things that you're doing there have so much e- eternal significance, um, whether it's through music, um, you know, through feeding people through edifying them with words through housing them whatever it is you guys are doing um it is it is uh, you know it's evident to me and to so many others you know leaders in your community and in in the in the county i think all recognize what a um what a tremendous um love work of love it has been and it is so Kudos to you. We're going to take a break, but I I want to um, just uh, I actually want to come back and talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing with um, the ladies in your homes, uh, just specifically around human trafficking. Are you seeing any new trends, um, things that people should be aware of? Um, and um, and then, of course, you know, as the listening audience is thinking about um what they want to do kingdom wise are there things that you could use help with from a volunteer standpoint so when we come back uh, we'll hear some more from Rochelle and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio for more information on this program visit loveneverfailsus.com that's loveneverfailsus.com We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. 
Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with co-founder of City of Refuge, Rochelle Dentmore, and uh, just talking about uh, the her program and some of the future development. What a what an incredible year that that is anticipated coming ahead. Um, are you guys able to get started on building this facility? Are you in the fundraising stage? Where are you at? So we are in the fundraising stage, but we're in a really exciting stage. Yesterday, we actually marked the box. We um, had several meetings, about 13 of them, um, already this month with all of our local government officials individually, um, just asking for their support, their endorsement, and not financial support, but just, you know, really sharing that message. We don't want to do this alone or without you. Um, We want to do this. Get. We want this to make our community shine, and I am so excited to say that we actually met with um, our last official yesterday, who happened to be our city council member, and we have 100% um, support, endorsement, and backing um, on this project, which is really, it's very important to me. And, you know, some people may say, oh, $5 million is the most important you know, for, yeah. but to me, the support of the community and the belief in what God has called us to is just amazing. And I, I feel like a part of this miracle is going to be them, you know, witnessing how God does this. And so that is so exciting. Yeah. So, um, I, yes. So endorsement is absolutely, I mean, if you have a political pushback and all of that stuff, that just makes it that much harder. And I believe that um, someone is just going to bring out their checkbook and give you the five million that you need to get the the development done. I mean, that's easy enough. There's there's so many people that, um, you know, are are uh, able to do that. There really is. And come on, our dad owns all the cattle on the hill right so <laughs> yes should should be pretty pretty easy to have uh to call into to reality here so thank yeah. you in advance Amen. Lord. thank you thank Amen. you thank you <laughs> yes oh yes. my goodness yeah so and so thinking a little bit about what's going on with you and the ladies and the, their children in in the home how many how many um women can you um uh care for on an annual basis on an annual basis, so we have um, capacity for 17 currently. That's in both homes and their children. So, you know, if if you look at that at six months increment, then you know if those if each of those women, sorry, you just heard my three year old in the background. But you know what? That's me right too. Actually, I'd love to say that. A part of what we, she's actually four, um, a, a huge part of what we do, we do it as a family. And so I, said, I really feel like that's so important for people to to hear and to understand is that we don't have to be in the perfect place, the perfect, perfect position, and perfectly able. We just have to step out and begin to love a world. And if that means you have a baby on your hip, if that means that, you know, like I just, we're a family, and <laughs> you might hear my four-year-old in the background sometimes, and I love it. And she loves our homeless neighbors, and she brings a gum to them. So I, I think that's important for people to hear, you know, as well. It's like, don't wait for the perfect time. It'll never yeah. be. Yeah. Um, just step out. Love God. If you, 
doesn't mean that it's always perfect. And sometimes it looks a little messy, but like, it's not about us anyway. It's about him. That's right. And boy, have I learned that, you know, just a funny story, right? So a funny story. Um, I used to work, as you know, my last day at Cisco was January 2nd um, this year. So stepped out on faith um, and um, just doing Love Never Fails full time. But I did. Yeah, come on. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, when I first started my career um, at Cisco 12 years ago, I was an engineering manager. I did that for almost five years. And then I transitioned into a business, into a sales role. Uh, it, It was a engineer sales engineering role but I moved into just all business I always say that I moved to the dark side right yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember my boss at the time um, it was it, just so funny my boss uh, he w- would call these meetings at 7 30 in the morning and that happened to be the time when all the working parents were taking their kids to school and you know we were in car with our kids and we're like trying to take uh, calls over you know our WebEx platform and, uh, you know, web conferencing. And so we're telling all the kids, you know, hushing the kids and putting the phone on mute. And it's just like really chaotic. And I remember him saying, you know, sometimes when we were doing the calls, he would say, you guys are so quiet. You know, are you paying attention? And he was kind of annoyed with some of us because we weren't engaging with him. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, here he had, um, you know, his wife was a stay at home wife. And then he, they had two nannies. And so needless to say, he didn't have, you know, the, the cars, I mean, the, uh, the children in the car disrupting him. As a matter of fact, he was already in the office drinking his coffee, had already had breakfast by yeah. 730. And he was kind of like, what is your guys's problem? Right. With, uh, uh, yeah. with, uh, you know, not being able to figure the situation out with your kids. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and fast forward a year later. Right. So his wife decided that he was not spending enough time with the children. So she said, from now on, you're going to take the kids to school. And the first day, Rochelle, that he took the kids to school, they were screaming something awful in the back of the seat. She was, he was going, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I can't even pay attention. And he had like his son in the back crying and his, his daughter was like, daddy, daddy, daddy. It was so funny. I just I just cracked up so hard, you know. And, of course, uh, needless to say, the meeting was moved from 730 until about 10 o'clock later in the morning. But, um, you know, it, it's funny how in, in these kind of corporate environments, I think, or especially in the early days, there was a lot of like, hide the fact that you're a parent. Hide the fact that yeah. you have children. Make yourself right. just seem like you're this kind of really like sterile, together, right? robotic, <laughs> right? you know, I, I only think about business. I only think about sales. I don't right? have a family. I work 24 hours a day. And we've evolved. Even in the corporate world, there's been this evolving mm-hmm. towards integrating family and how I much mean, more so to good. do in your, yes. what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's so important, too, because, like, I mean, the Bible tells us to be like children. And I think that, like, we need their voices. We need their presence. We need to be reminded. You know, Jesus said, let them come to me. And they're, they're, an, important part of, they're an important part of this story. 
Yeah. I think that it also keeps a, a certain level of humanity and humility yes. in in everything that you're doing. And, you know, when you uh, make spaces for your children and your family to be yeah. involved in, in whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's not this. And as a matter of fact, the more I think about it, I think one of the reasons why the women in our program, and I'm sure in yours as well, are experiencing more healing is that they get to see what is, you yeah. know, not that we're really normal, Rochelle, you know this, right? right? I mean, right. we ain't really, we kind of weird, we kind of strange <laughs> and peculiar. But aside, like, right. what what does it look like to be a husband and a wife with little children yeah. running mm-hmm. a, a, an organization, loving on the community, giving back and be a business at the same time? What does that look like? Absolutely. You know? And they need to see that. Yeah. They need to have, that's Absolutely. part of their healing. That's part of their mm-hmm. restoration. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I just think it's awesome what you guys are doing. Um, and I w- would love to when we come back, we're going to talk about ways that people, again, remind them of the dates for the upcoming worship night in, t- in, in, in February. But if there's any other ways that people can pour into or support what you're doing, uh, we'll, we'll re- be right back so we can share that. And then we also have some events on the LNF side. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we're in studio with co-founder of City of Refuge, Rochelle Detmore, and just really learning about all the great services that they're providing there in uh, in Sacramento. And so uh, we do have some events coming up. Uh, I think you said it's the third Tuesday. February 19th will be your worship yes. night. And what time does that yes. usually start, Rochelle? Seven o'clock. Seven, Seven o'clock. o'clock. And what is the, what is your address there? 3216 Martin Luther King Boulevard. Awesome. So come as you are. Come ready to worship. Come ready for breakthrough for their worship night. Yes. And then how else can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can uh, actually send an email to uh, Rochelle, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, at cityofrefugetech.com. You can just go to our website, even, cityofrefugetech.com, and uh, we will respond to you. 
Awesome. Well, uh, we have a few more events going on in the community. I wanted to make sure that uh, you all get your tickets to the Meaningful Work event we have coming up, celebrating business partnerships in the fight against human trafficking. It's on February 23rd. That's a Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. It's in Danville. Uh, We have it's limited seating. We only have about 80 seats for this event. So it's a pretty small venue. um, And that's because we wanted to really have an intimate conversation about how we can get more survivors into um, different, different, uh, mostly into IT, but there's also real estate, there's uh, banking, these different industries that we are uh, uh, actually part where we're having some really great success in some of our partnerships with Wells Fargo and Century 21 and and uh, now with Cisco Systems and other I, uh, providers in the IT uh, industry in the Silicon Valley area. Uh, so please uh, do go ahead and get your ticket going to com forward slash events, and you will be able to get your ticket there. I believe the price is $75. There's also sponsorship opportunities available. Uh, we're going to hear from one of our survivor leaders who actually is graduated from our IT academy and is now working at Cisco Systems. And we're also going to hear from a couple other survivor leaders who are going to share share some songs. And uh, we have a dance, uh, praise dance coming in, as well as uh, our keynote speaker is a vice president of Cisco Systems, Narav Chef. So you do not want to miss this event. It's going to be great. Also, we're going to be doing a street outreach on the third Saturday in February. We actually had a great time of prayer on the 19th of January mm-hmm. and uh, really uh, the Lord was just really opening up some of the things that he wants to have happen here in the coming year. So February 16th, uh, we are going to be doing our street outreach. Maybe we can do our street outreach in Sacto and Oakdale. Wouldn't that be interesting, Michelle? Let, let, let's, yes. let's pray about That's that. Um, but uh, we definitely uh, encourage you to come out. We'll be meeting at 630. And if you're interested in joining me, um, I'm going to be there. You can email me at Vanessa at com. January the 30th, 1 to 4, there's a Signs and Indicators of Labor and Human Trafficking happening at the San Francisco Main Auditorium in San Francisco on Larkin Street. That is uh, 1 to 4 is, is happening there. And that's hosted by the San Francisco District Attorney's Office. Also on... On uh, the 3rd of February, uh, we usually do our Love My City community prayer. I did want to mention that we're actually going to start collapsing our prayer, our community prayer, into our street outreach. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to have a team that's going to stay back and pray on the third Saturday of the night, of, of the month while another team goes out and does street outreach simultaneously. And we're going to pray over the needs of the organization as well as the needs of the street outreach team and people who they are encountering. So um, please do again, reach out to me at Vanessa at com for uh, more information on that. Uh, then a save to the date on June 1st, 8 to 12 p.m. We're going to uh, participate in We Run Oakland for Our Children and that is um, going to be a great walk run that will happen and we'll be tabling there. So please, uh, please feel free to uh, reach out to 
uh, us. If you have any questions about that, you can reach out to myself again, Vanessa or executive office at loveneverfailsus.com. And then of course, we're just, we really need lots of volunteers. We're actually ramping up some of the things that workshops that we're doing. Uh, We need more mentors. We need um, several uh, uh, support. We need more volunteerism in our houses. And so if you would like to get uh, participate in our, our volunteer program, you can reach out to Heidi at volunteer at loveneverfailsus.com um, or Heidi, H-E-I-D-Y at loveneverfailsus.com. And then, of course, uh, we want to encourage you to um, become a member of Love Never Fails. Uh, and you can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. Um, there you can become a member by giving $12 a month or $500 a month. Uh, there's a whole variety of ways in which you can engage with us. And we really uh, do need the support. Uh, this is a listener-supported radio show, and everything that we do is pretty much um, happening because of um, the Lord has put it on hearts like the, like yours to support what we're doing. So um, please do um, touch and agree with us in that area as well. And then, of course, if you want to be uh, kept up to date, we actually had a great time dancing at the Stanford um, Women's Basketball Team. We did a halftime dance, and the video was on our Facebook page if you want to check that out. Um, go to our page and uh, like it. It's Love Never Fails, Inc. Uh, we also Love Never Fails 5 on Twitter. And we also have a LinkedIn page if you're in more in the business community. Love Never Fails there as well. So just engage with us. And you are absolutely part of this fight. You are part of the rebuilding, as Rochelle said. And thank you so much, Rochelle, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're, you know, I just bless, I just pray a blessing over City of Refuge, over Rochelle and over Lauren, keeping them in my prayers always. And of course, those of you who are listening, if you have not heard it before, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.